On today's show, the host of my guest list pod, Darren, joins me live. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sunday Night Army. I'm your host, Jacob, and what an incredible show I have for you guys today. Um, I have the host of my guest list pod, uh, which is a tremendous podcast that talks about podcasts. Um, Darren, he'll be joining me from Australia shortly to talk about our show and all the other cool things uh, that we've put together for you guys. But before we get to that, find me everywhere at the Sunday Night Army and all your social media. Anyway, you guys want to follow from TikTok to Facebook to Instagram, um, Twitter at Sunday Night Army. You guys can find me on there. Uh, any podcast catcher, literally any podcast streaming platform, you will find the Sunday Night Army. Just search the name Sunday Night Army. Uh, subscribe, uh, follow, uh, share with your friends, share with your mom, dad, grandma, whatever. Uh, find some cool music, uh, cool interviews, and obviously awesome episodes like this one where you actually get to talk to a host that. Uh, knows a lot about movies, which will be a big surprise uh, during today's episode, and a lot of other podcasts, uh, because uh, his show will be uh, giving you tips on what cool podcasts uh, there is to listen to, some of his favorite podcasts, um, which he reviews, and all the cool podcast guests like yours truly that have been guests on his uh, shows previously. So let's get to that uh, episode right now. So right now, joining me all the way from Australia, Melbourne, Australia, to be precise, the host of one of my favorite podcasts for many reasons, Darren, how's it going over there? Not bad, Jacob. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good at the moment. How about yourself? Not bad. Well, with the time difference, it's always surprising when you and I have a conversation because one of us is in, usually in the middle of the night or super early morning, and the other one's quite opposite of that. So... It's always a, always a good time seeing where we're opposite sides of the world, and with the time difference, it's it's always very interesting to see. That is, it's uh, it's a, just after midnight here at the moment, but uh, always enjoy talking to you. So it's going to be great. Oh man, I appreciate you coming on the show, and there's a huge reason why I, I, I wanted you on the show because well, one, I was on your show, and it was such an interesting concept that I needed to share it, and we did that. Uh, a few months ago I'm like you know what you have a cool story and I can pick on you for your poor choices of hockey teams which we'll get into later on <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll get yeah. to that eventually but um, uh, for sure yeah, I want to know to start with how did you get in and why did you get into podcasting itself how did that whole thing start what led you to it a uh, complicated question um so I've been listening to podcasts for a long time. So I think it's around 2009 I started to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Might have been a little bit earlier than that, but I think it was about then that I really started to listen to them uh, regularly. And uh, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts over the time, and I've never really thought of myself as a content creator. It was more something I was a consumer. I just liked to, to listen to different shows and the different formats and things like that. And probably what prompted me to start a podcast was my sons, my three boys, because I wanted to do something that maybe would be fun. Uh, it'd be something that, uh, you know, they could look back on when I'm uh, long gone and uh, dust. So, uh, you know, it's something that they did with dad that, you know, they, well, they still thought dad was cool. And uh, <laughs> um, that didn't work out. That didn't eventuate. They we never could really work on a format that everyone was going to be happy with and they didn't have as much interest as I thought in doing that. So I thought, well, instead of shelving the whole idea, maybe I'll do something with uh, a friend you know, or a couple of friends. But uh, again, a lot of the friends I, I talked to, they were like me. They, they like to listen to podcasts, but they weren't too big on, on doing anything. And uh, I must admit, this is out of my comfort zone. It's not something I'd probably normally want to do or you know to be the center of attention and be the host of a show but i thought it might be something good that you know if i push myself to do it it'll be a, a new experience and the way i've formatted my show is i can talk to some people who like yourself who i listen to and it's a great excuse to get into really good conversations and uh that's pretty much mainly why i started the show and 
the format that I chose, again, as I said, was one, because I wanted to talk to some really interesting people. And two, I wanted to promote the platform. So I've listened to podcasts for ages and I wanted to give something back. So the, the format of the show is I, I interview podcast hosts and we count down a top 10 in a, a given subject. Uh, they get to choose the subject like, like yourself, uh, like you did with me on, on the show. And from there, we just talk about them and their journey, uh, pretty much like what I'm doing now. And we have some fun on the way and count down a, a top 10 as well to sort of bring out a little bit more of the personality of their host as well from what people normally hear from listening to their show. Mm-hmm. And I, I love your format. And I want to get into your format a little bit later on because I want to break down a couple episodes uh, because I found them super interesting. I think it's a great idea. Now, again, yeah, I was on your, uh, on your show uh, a few months back at a tremendous time. And I thought, because I thought it was a great concept. Now, uh, for your own purposes, I'm sure you have your own regulars, uh, regular podcasts you listen to. Now, uh, um, and most pod- podcasters do, so do I. I have my own playlist. On your playlist, is it very diverse or is it just things that you find interesting, like uh, that you skew yourself to certain type of podcasts? Um, good question. Yeah, definitely. There, there are some genres that I, I probably stick to, uh, in terms of like, I really like paranormal stuff, conspiracy theory stuff. So there's a couple of podcasts I listen to regularly there. Um, I also like, uh, a lot of pop culture type of podcasts and there's a podcast I listen to that they, a couple of guys, you know, they give each other a top 10 and they have to actually, uh, guess what's in the top 10 each week and things like that. So, um, uh, I liked a lot. Of, I used to be a big tech head, so I used to listen to a, a lot of the uh, sort of like uh, IT tech-based shows. Uh, you know, this week in in technology and things like that, and then Jupiter Broadcasting with you know it's a very Linux-based podcast. Uh, I love storytelling too, so I listen to something like you know Aaron Mankey and Cabinet of Curiosities or War or one of his shows. Uh, I love Radio Lab, uh, TED Talks. Uh, what else is really good? I, I've found one lately, which is really cool. Again, it's in the paranormal, supernatural type of uh, genre, and that's uh, the Xander and Stone podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's been really fun. And I've actually uh, become friends with both those guys through Instagram, like I, I did with you, I guess, uh, which is good. Um, I also listen to my hockey base podcast. So <laughs> um, uh, one of the whole podcasts is actually out of Vancouver and I've listened to those guys from nearly the beginning of my podcast listening days. And I've, yeah, I've, it's funny that podcast I've, I've listened to them so long, you know, that now some of the guys who are on that show have had kids and I've been there all along the way as they've, uh, as they've grown and, uh, got a family and been in mm-hmm. and out of work. Uh, it's yeah. So, but I'm I'm open to, to listening to anything. Uh, I listen to a lot of audio dramas. I love my audio dramas. So, Tannis, Archive Eighty One, Vast, a lot of those sort of shows um, kept me pretty much interested. And uh, I was listening to a lot of audio dramas uh, while we we're working through lockdown here in in Melbourne, uh, which was good because it you know made the time go a little bit faster. But you know, we were, I was very fortunate to be very busy over lockdown here in Melbourne and, and audio dramas were uh, a constant companion. So, and mm-hmm. of course, I listen to your show regularly as well. And I appreciate that, of course, obviously. <laughs> uh, I, really, I really do appreciate that. Now, what find, this is why I find your show very interesting because you're so knowledgeable about podcasts. And for a podcaster to know so much about podcasts, uh, the concept of your show makes a lot of sense. Uh, because I, I was, I know your show, you put up, uh, save, I think seven main interviews, uh, episodes out there right now, and you have reviews yeah. mixed in, in between. And I love that because, um, I can find out about a show, uh, in detail, but I also find, get a review on it of what you find interesting about it. And your show itself is with, it's got my guestless pod. I love it. Straight to the point, uh, straight to the point. And you just you just go any of the podcast catcher, you search it, you find it, and you just go, look at all these podcasts. I, you know, I don't have to just go and listen to one. I can get an idea of what they're about, and I can just go listen to it, which is, I, I find fascinating because from someone like myself, just like you listen to podcasts, 
I like to know more about it before I invest any time into it. Because as podcasters, you and I, limited time to what we have. Um, for sure, for sure. That we have to ourselves anyway. So anything that we do has yeah. to be somewhat productive. So having someone break things down for me like that is tremendous. And I really appreciate your show. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that feedback too, because that's pretty much what I'm going for. And um, one of the programs I did, one of the reviews I did actually on a show called Darknet Diaries, yes. which is a, again, a tech-based show. I got massive response from that. And that was really good because I got a really good feeling that I had introduced this show, which I, I think is a fantastic show, you know, high production values, very knowledgeable. Jack Rosida does, uh, you know, he's in the industry and he does fantastic research and presents mm-hmm. the show so well. And then the fact that I could introduce that show to so many people and had that feedback, you know, was, was fantastic. It's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. And that was one of the shows that, uh, that had me hooked from your review. Cause I listened to your review on it. I'm like, Huh, interesting. And then I proceeded to listen to like 30 of his episodes while doing <laughs> work at home. So that, that was yeah. fun. No, no, it's, it's, yeah. you did exactly what you're supposed to. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, cool. And, they, Thank uh, you. and it drew, drew me in. That's just from your review of that show. And then it just pulled me right in. And I, I listened to half of his, all, his entire collection. So that was perfect. Cool. It's, yeah, it's perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> now, now uh, we're going to do something. Uh, that's uh, similar to what you did on your show when I came on and I had a so, so much fun doing it. And I think I put a twist on it to break up uh, <laughs> our show today. When we were talking and I'm like, oh, let's do a, a top five list. You know, I bumbled up with some words like, hey, let's, let's do a top five of movies that your friends wouldn't know that, uh, that you like. And you're like, hey, how about guilty pleasure movies? I'm like, oh my God, you're better with words than I was on that one. So, so that, well, I think that's funny- a pretty cool concept. Yeah, look, it is. And uh, the funny thing is, when I was compiling the list, uh, I had to talk to, I talked to my best mate, my best mate, I've known him since, you know, like grade three at primary school, you know, uh, so for a long time. And I I said, this is what I'm going to be doing with this guy. And this is, you know, the the topic. I said, I'm going to send you over five movies. And I want you to tell me whether or not you think, you know, you'd expect me to, to like these movies or not. So I sent, I sent the, the list over mm-hmm. and I waited and I came back <laughs> and he came back to me with, you know, H-M-M-M. Mm. And I, I, I said, what does that mean? He said, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> That's a perfect <laughs> list. I said, well, you know, this is the stuff I like that not everyone probably knows that I like, but uh, yeah, so they really are movies that, people don't expect me to probably like it they are guilty pleasure movies for sure so there you go and this and, and i wanted to do this list uh without uh both of us sharing them with each other so we get a full reaction and conversation going as you go from number five to number one yeah. so as <laughs> a guest on my show this time uh darren i'm gonna have you go first and let's okay. break down your top <laughs> five list with uh number five all right, so number five for me is uh, very apropos of the moment, considering uh, Zack Snyder has just released his Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. So it's a Zack Snyder movie called Sucker Punch. Sucker 2011. Punch. Yes. So, oh, uh, I don't yes. know if you know it. One of my favorite <laughs> underrated movies of all time. I sit there for Finally. two hours of magic. <laughs> Finally, I have someone else to talk to you about this movie that I like that mm-hmm. everyone else just bags on me for, for liking. So, Darren, um, half look, the, most of the people I know don't know about that movie. I'm like, this, is, this will okay. mess with your mind. It's amazing. <laughs> what, for one, the music. I'm sure you love the music in it. Two, the uh, visuals the are tremendous. Yeah, sorry. So I was just going to say, yeah, the music is exceptional. Like you have the, from the, the, the rhythm, uh, Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams cover yes. Um, to Army of Me by, uh, I think it was Skunk and Nancy. Yes. Uh, that, that's a, a you know, fantastic song as well. But all the way down, that, that soundtrack is really, really good. Um, the funny thing about that soundtrack, though, is the Corn Skrillex song, uh, Get Up, which is you know, played, I think, when she's fighting the samurai, mm-hmm. the giant samurai, that's actually not even on the soundtrack. So it's really weird. But uh, there's a Pixies cover on there, Where Is My Mind, which is, again, very apropos of the, the whole um, 
theme of the movie. Um, it's look, it's a it's a cool movie. Zack Snyder even said himself though there are parts that they edited out of that movie mm-hmm. that explain the fact that it's such a, a weirdly layered movie. So you, you're not sure whether or not the actual movie is from a perspective of Sweet Pea or Baby Doll, right? Uh, or so. And he said that um, there are some cuts they took out that probably explain or help you helps the movie flow a little bit better and mm-hmm. for you to understand a little bit more. And it's still, it's open to interpretation, but it would have made a little bit more sense. But look, I love the movie. It, it's got a 22% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but but uh, I, I don't think you can go past, like, these girls are, you know, apart from being beautiful, they're yes. badass, sort of like, yes. you know, they they look fantastic. When they're walking through the trench in when they get yes. fighting the zombie Germans, mm-hmm. they just look, absolutely powerful you know and they get in the mech and things like that um it's a it's just visually and the sound with the music it's just a a fantastic um a fantastic movie I, I really like it right because what i like about it too is it, it it messes with your mind for what you think is really happening in in, in the real world because it's a really horrific story and then it just mm. transforms every uh, every other scene to something out of out of this world you know what i mean it's just a total in cool. mind-blowing experience oh completely and and the fact that like yeah is it there's a bit of suspension of disbelief that has to happen here <laughs> yes but, you know this girl starts dancing and all of a sudden people are transported into a you know they're, they're virtually become narcoleptic sort of thing but <laughs> well, they they get transported into another dimension nearly with uh, with what happens with the girls in terms of the the uh, the situations they're, they're put in and everyone seems to, you know, stop when she starts dancing, but um, it just adds to the mystique of the movie. I think it's right. just, it, it, it is weird. Uh, it is layered. And I, because it is open to so much interpretation, I think, you know, that's what makes it interesting as well. And it, like one of the, one of the things um, I didn't notice this until probably second or third time I watched the movie, but as they pull away, in the, the bus, there's a big billboard. And on the billboard, someone actually might have pointed this out to me. I can't remember now. but And it says Paradise Diner. So it, hmm. that just adds to the to the idea that either Sweet Pea has actually gotten away for real, but I think it actually probably means more that Sweet Pea in her mind or Baby Doll, depending on which point of view you think is actually accurate, uh-huh. is actually now past being hurt anymore because you know she's been lobotomized and yeah. uh depending on who you created who in their mind as a uh, as an escape uh that 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 part of their mind has at least escaped sort of thing so mm-hmm. it's uh um yeah it's it's an interesting movie and i love how he just geeked out on number five for the last like five that's minutes sorry. that's tremendous that that's that's tremendous people are gonna be like what is this movie sorry. now <laughs> it's great yeah it perfect we're gonna have to edit a lot of things oh and not, <laughs> no no way we're keeping it all in we're keeping this raw and real and yeah you guys are gonna have okay. to start with number five and see that movie sucker punch love it let's go number four. Oh, number four okay so my number four is <laughs> all right um so this is a 1999 movie it's uh starring one of my favorite actresses Mm-hmm. Uh, from a, a series that I, I, I loved watching for a long time. Uh, it's called Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. Okay. So it's a modern day remake of the movie Dangerous Liaisons, which was a, an adaptation from a French book called Dangerous oh. Liaisons, but in French, and I'm not going to even try and bother butchering the name of that book in French. <laughs> um, so oh, this it's, is the Sarah Michelle Geller movie. Yes, Ryan, With Ryan Philippi, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, I remember yeah. this. Joshua Jackson. Yes. Joshua Jackson after Dawson's Creek. Where... Yes. So, so this was a cool movie because she was still doing Buffy at the time and mm-hmm. her character in this movie is so much not the Buffy character. So she's a real piece of work in this movie. So she's very manipulative. Um, she's very risque. Uh, Joshua Jackson, for example plays a, a gay guy in the movie. Uh, it's a departure for a couple of these uh, actors, which is uh, it's really funny. And 
Uh, the, the movie itself was inspired by the, the, the actual director, Roger Cumble. Um, he, he actually saw a, a series called Welcome to the Dollhouse. Uh, I, I don't know that. I think it's a TV show or something, but it was about this girl and going to high school and, uh, and it was such a dark series that he thought this inspired him to go, well, all right, we get dangerous, dangerous, uh, dangerous liaisons and we'll set it in a high school or with high school age hmm. uh, kids. And that's what he's done. And uh, the, the movie was shot in six weeks. It was really, really quick. And he wrote the screenplay and I think it was 10 or 12 days. It was something ridiculous. Um, but again, um, uh, I think visually it's, it's, it was like Instagram, but in a movie because all the kids had aspirational lives, all rich kids with their first world problems. And it was just a, you know, love triangle and playing games with people's emotions. And right. uh, the same as what you had with dangerous liaisons, but just in a different setting. And again, another fantastic soundtrack. Um, the Verve uh, Bittersweet Symphony is the mm -hmm. you know, title song from that movie, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, and then you had Placebo, Every You, Every Me, Fatboy Slim, mm -hmm. uh, who else did you have? Um, again, Skank and Nancy, I think, was on there. Um, uh, and I think Ken and Crows did a, a lullaby, no, lullaby, sorry, a, um, a ballad, some sort of a ballad on there as well. It was just like a really good soundtrack. Again, I, I, did, I did have it, but I think I only had it digitally. I don't think I bought the CD. Yeah, uh, the, so another, another cool movie. Yeah, for 1999, the cast itself was just like all the, you know, the, the hottest teen stars out, available out there, all in one movie. Oh, for sure. It, it, that's yeah, incredible. Definitely. Looking at the cast itself is just insane. Um, no, I remember this movie. Uh, and I, I think I might even have the DVD version of this thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, my, my DVD collection spans quite a bit, and um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I, ha I have this uh, in, in the, my collection. The yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Phillippe character stands out to me uh, quite a bit. So I think I'm, I think yeah, I Sebastian. have it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, nice. it was great. It was, it was funny to, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar like was okay. She's a she's a a slayer. She was killing mm -hmm. vampires and all that sort of stuff in Buffy at the time. But she was a good girl in that that series. You know, she was she 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 you know, was a, she was polite and she mm -hmm. didn't really swear or say you know anything that was too untoward. But you know, like and then to hear her when she set the 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 rules for the game that they were playing, the little contest they were having, and you know her her prize for Ryan Philippe if he won was she said you can stick it anywhere <laughs> it, was, it was so unlike the Buffy yeah. character and yeah, it was uh it was funny it was mm -hmm. it was a good movie but yeah yeah we, we, we should get her I should get on the show we should have you on and uh, we'll break this movie down with her yeah definitely acting seals there we go there, there, there's a look forward to right there guys we should do that awesome two sequel two sequels yeah. from it as well but they both went direct to video <laughs> you know what i thought there was but i wasn't yeah, sure <laughs> i used to i used to miss all the direct to video stuff uh way back then so yeah. now it's different back then it was just it would just show up at the you know at the store yeah. and it's like oh, this yeah. movie was actually out but no. yeah okay awesome number three let's get to that number three so <sighs> Again, uh, I had to be honest with myself. Initially, I had Waterworld in here. But again, when I spoke to my mate and I was talking about movies that I would probably normally, you know, he would probably think that I would like. You know, if you ask him about just guilty pleasure movies, there'd be, you know, Cobra, Sylvester Stallone Cobra's mm -hmm. movie. There'd be Waterworld. And, yep. you know, but, but most people would say, yeah, I could see you watching that, even though it's nothing spectacular as a movie. I could see you watching that. So... I had to stay true to what we uh, decided on. So number three is Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Okay, that's <laughs> the first one in the series? Yeah, that's the first okay. one. Okay, yeah. okay. See, I remember seeing that. I just watched the, the, the latest one. Um, oh, okay. So so is that a city for that, City of Ashes or? Yeah. Because I, I know so. it's a TV series called Shadowhunters. Yeah, you know, I watched the, the latest movie that just came out, uh, the one with the cities and 
Uh, city, uh, city of Bones, and there's, there's another one. Mortal Engines, wasn't there? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. That's a different movie. Is it this different is one? Instructions. Yeah, city so of this Bones. is okay. about... This is I remember about this one. Hunters. Yeah, yes. Demon Hunters. This is based on a book by Cassandra Clare. And this was, was on Netflix most... right now. I remember seeing this. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because it was filmed mostly in Toronto and Hamilton, Ontario, and New York, funnily enough. So close to you. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? Yeah, I remember this. This is a while back. This is uh, 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember this. Yeah. yeah. This is on uh, Netflix too. I remember this. Okay. So this is this has got a 13% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm really annoyed about because this is actually a much better movie than that. You can't go so by that. Visually, sorry? You can't go by that. That's a bunch of Hollywood people no. just not liking movies. Now, look, IMDb, give it a 5.9, so at least that's a pass. So. That is true. That is true. Uh, so the girl that pay, plays uh, um, Clary Frey, Clary Frey, Lily Collins, she was actually a fan of the books by Cassandra Clare already. She was a, a big fan. And she actually reached out and said, if you're making this movie, I want in. So, which was really cool. Uh, she made numerous phone calls to the to the, the, uh, the people that were doing the movie and said, look, I want, I want to be a part of it, which was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, which, which was interesting. Um, and like I said, this spawned a TV series, uh, Shadowhunters, which didn't have the same cast in it. Cast in it. But visually, a fantastic looking movie. Again, there's a lot of good looking people in, you know, great shape, you know, that uh, model type looks in leather, uh, <laughs> doing really cool stuff. Um, so, uh, and it's a love story as well. So that's the thing that you'll, you'll see with, all, I guess, um, a few of these movies. There's, uh, you know, a bit of a romantic at heart, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's the love story element to a lot of these uh these movies and and funnily enough this movie too won four canadian uh, achievement awards so best visual effects best uh, achievement in makeup and the other two were to do with sound sound editing or something like that so if you if you actually uh when you watch this movie it, it it's production values are actually really really good and and not a bad soundtrack. Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, uh, Jesse J. Uh, that was the magnetic song off of that album. Is uh, that soundtrack is actually really good? Um, yeah, no, I, I just again, it's just a cool. I, I love the concept of how the the shadow hunters, you know, they they draw on themselves and make that tattoo with the crystal, and that gives them a certain power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a, a great concept. I, I haven't read the books, uh, which is a shame, but I, I will get around to it at one stage. Uh, I've just been given all the Frank Herbert Dune books, so I have to work my way through them first. So. I know I've seen this movie once. Uh, I think okay. uh, a couple of years after it came out, uh, definitely. Uh, it, it sounds so, so familiar, uh, especially with the name. I know, and, I've, and I know right now it's on Netflix, so I might have to give it a go again and kind of get um get a little updated on what happened but no definitely this look this is definitely something i probably watched uh first okay. when it first came out no it's it's one it's one of those movies again it was uh 2013 you have the soundtrack yeah. that's uh, all, all the newest stars on it that that pushed this movie with a, a really young cast very popular cast so no it's it's awesome i love it love it yeah look it was Good, you know, a complete a cast of people in the prime in their life, mm-hmm. you know, with model looks and fantastic, you know, uh, physiques and in really cool leather clothes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Awesome. There you go. Moral uh, Insurance City of Bones. Awesome. Next one up. So we're up to what's that? Number four. So number four is this. This movie I've watched a lot, and uh, it's one of my favorites. And it's a 1996 movie, so it's a little bit of an older movie, but it's called The Craft. The Craft. Now, do you know which one I'm talking about? I have to look at a picture of it. Uh, the Craft. 96? Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're going for. I remember this one, too. Yeah, see, now, now, we're, now we're going backwards into um, <laughs> the, 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 the trendy kids of the time again, that type of movie. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell, yeah. 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 Skeet Ulrich, yeah, yep, for sure. Yep. Kristen this, Taylor, all those yep. guys, yeah. Now, this movie, I probably saw when it came out, and that's it. That's the, oh, movie, okay. the only time. Um, 
last time I saw it, probably when they came out. But uh, yeah, this was huge in '96. Great, great movie. You know, like you said, uh, it had all the really sort of like hot actors and at the at the time in it, in terms of mm. you know the, the the lead roles, the four girls. Um, it was dealing with a, a subject that I actually have a lot of interest in. Just you know, not as a practitioner or anything like that, but uh, but witchcraft in itself is something that I, I went through a phase where I read a few books and things like that. Just I'm always interested in the history behind you know practices and religions and things like that just to to see where their their roots lie and uh this was no exception at the i don't think at the time i was reading any books on witchcraft but it was just a a really cool uh movie and the other thing was as the girls got more powerful with witchcraft their their skirts seemed to get shorter as well i guess and Mm -hmm. (laughs) which uh, made it appealing i guess as a younger man too so um in the catholic unit school uniforms for sure yeah, it was, uh, again, the, the, the song, um, what is it? Uh, I think it's How Soon Is Now, which wasn't the title song of the movie. The title song of the movie was I Have the Touch, uh, but How Soon Is Now is the, movie, is the song they used not only for this movie, but when Charmed, the series that sort of was the, the child of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years later on, that, that song became the intro song to the, the TV series. So, um, yeah, uh, so it had a pretty folksy uh, soundtrack. Um, as, as you can tell, I, I, I like movies, but I like the soundtracks <laughs> as well. So um, usually if a movie's got a, a really good soundtrack, that sort of helps me like the movie a little bit more. Um, but, the, you know, the, it, was, it was shot well. Uh, the costume design was really good. The, the story was was uh, intriguing enough to, you know, keep you interested. And uh, the funny thing was about when they were uh, actually filming this movie, there was one scene where they were, I think it was Feruza Balk, was actually trying to summon Manon. And they had to retake that scene over and over and over again because every time they try and... uh, film that scene something would happen so they had like a flock of bats hovered over the set and just ruined everything um they were close to uh they're on the beach i think or they were close to water and every time that they would do something like that uh the the sea would actually surge you know that she'd start to invoke the the spirit and the the sea would surge um and i found out later on that Manon is, is a fictional character. It's actually, oh, sorry, it's a fictional deity. Um, but it's very, it sounds very similar to a Gaelic god called Manan, mm. which is actually a god of the sea. Oh. So it was funny that every time that they start to invoke Manon, the waves would start coming up tremendously fast and pounding very heavily. And it, the, uh, the, the actresses and the crew actually thought it was really, really weird. So uh now again that could be just the story that they put out there to help with the marketing <laughs> sell, of the movie right to sell the movie a little <laughs> more but uh but anyway it's a good story either way it's a good story so well yeah and you want to hear that stuff uh the behind the scenes on set stuff really um you know it's the ground going in the marketing department that's definitely cool yeah. to listen to for sure yeah awesome yeah, after that four i can't wait to hear number one <laughs> all right so number one is uh again based on a book mm-hmm. um it's the first book and the first movie in the series and it it's one that when i tell people that i've read all the books uh they look at me a little bit strange especially like i said my, my best mate who's you know he's seen me playing football and <laughs> you know i've been around martial arts most of my life and things like that so uh <laughs> it's sort of not the blokiest thing that you could do is uh, reading and watching this book, uh, this movie, but it's um, it's one of my favourites, and it's by based on Stephanie Meyer book. It's called Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, it's two thousand eight. <laughs> Why the uh, uh, the sparkling vampire movie? The sparkling vampire. Yes, real men uh, don't sparkle. <laughs> All that sort of well, thing. this is a judge-free zone. But I'm going to tell you, I have seen Twilight, and I think yeah. I got to the, the second movie, 
and then I, I then I was done with it uh, oh, okay. at, the, at that point. Okay. But Twilight itself, you know what? Uh, those those books were huge. Yeah, the movie was gigantic, and but you're you're it's I, I see a theme and a pattern here, like you mentioned. Um, it's it's the cast tremendous at the time. There's a love rom- uh, romance there, oh, and it's set in a supernatural uh, idea. So that's pretty cool. Look, I love vampires as well, too. Anything to do with vampires. I love, you know, Blade and uh, Lost Boys. Uh, they're, they're cool movies. And this was one where it was sort of like a vampire who could have a fairly normal life because of the choices that they make. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, you know, they still looked really cool. They, they got to yep. be the coolest kid in high school all the time. Um, it's... Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I'll tell you a little story about if if you got time. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I, now, I, now I do. Twilight's number one. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know more. <laughs> so I got. I was going to a trade conference in Hong Kong, and I'd been up all night because we were leaving very early in the morning. I didn't bother going to bed, and I got on a plane. I thought, well, I'll just sleep on the way there, and I. I was watching just I don't know what I was watching, but then I thought oh, I'll watch a movie and I'll fall asleep to a movie. Mm-hmm. And I picked Twilight. I thought, oh, vampires. Didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Didn't know anything about the books. And the bloody thing kept me up for the whole time. I kept falling asleep and then have to come back and watch it and then falling asleep. And, coming. and I, was, I just couldn't keep my eyes open. But I was like, as soon as I get back home, I have to try and find this movie because I really want to watch it. So the first time I actually saw Twilight was on a plane in the back of the chair in front of me in a very, very small screen, but it still was something that I knew I wanted to see again. And the other thing was, again, fantastic soundtrack. Ridiculously good soundtrack. Um, Supermassive Black Hole by The Muse, which is Stephanie Mayer's favourite band. That is a great Uh, track. Yeah, Decode by Paramore, who unfortunately declined to come back because they didn't want to be known as the the vampire band. Um, (laughs) But the full moon is one of my that the intro song, uh, or not intro, but it's uh, one of the first songs that, that's in that uh, uh, in that movie at, at the start. Uh, but all the way down, there's not a bad song on there. You know, Perry, I think Perry, what's the Perry Tra- Perry Farrell one? Uh, oh, go go all the way. That's that's you know uh, that's a great song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool soundtrack, and uh, I like the. The way it's shot, like the Pacific Northwest, where it's you know cloud cover all the time, yes. and things like that. It just it gave it a really cool feel for the, the, what the, the topics they were dealing with, and um, so that 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 uh, book wasn't uh, initially called Twilight. It was actually called Forks, and uh, Catherine, uh, not Catherine, Stephanie Mayer's uh, pre- um, uh, publishing house said, "We we don't like the name. Can you come up with something else?" And Twilight's what she came up with. So, uh, and then obviously New Moon and all the mm-hmm. rest of them. So, um, but yeah, it was originally called Forks because obviously that's where it's set. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I love this movie. I've watched it over and over and over again. Uh, which I don't know if I really want to admit to that too much, but I guess I just have. Oh, uh, now it's it, now it's out there, Darren. This is yeah, the whole point watched, of this list. I love it. Yeah. Even my wife shakes her head at me when I talk about this movie and my boys tease me because I have, like I said, I have all the books. I've read all the books, uh-huh. including the short uh, life of Brie Tanner, which is sort of like a, a little book that they re- they released about one of the characters and what happened to her before she, she joined um, uh, an invading pack of, uh, of vampires that came to fight the Cullens. So uh, yeah, uh, but uh, I really like this movie and there you go. See, see, what I like about that is you got into the whole series. Like, if you liked a couple of them, yeah, okay, it would be one thing. But you got into the whole series. You got into the all the extras on it. So you involved yourself in the entire universe of the story. Which, you know what? If that's what uh, uh, you're, you're digging and that's what you get into and that's what uh, kind of creates the whole picture in your head of what this entire universe is, man, that they, they did something right. And that's straight up your alley. And that's the probably... Um, what a good storyteller wants to happen with their work. Oh, for sure. So for sure. Uh, look, I bought I bought a jacket that had a grey jacket, a grey woolen coat with epaulets on it, just like Edward <laughs> Cullen's, because I like the look they had in the movies. So. 
that's a bit sad. You're, you're really in, you're really invested. I'll give you that. But that that's, yeah, that's sure. you know what? Number one, you just killed it. That's that was awesome. Now again, that's the whole thing of guilty pleasure movies. You're you're drawn into stuff that you no know, probably normally no one would think you uh you would be. I love it. Exactly right. That's it. That was that was a perfect top five. Very All impressed. Right, thank you, Very impressed. But, but but I saw but, a trend there. I saw a trend. That was good. <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of a trend there. The, the other thing about just as I can just one more. Oh with, yeah. With with um uh Twilight, that thing was shot in forty eight days. The whole movie was shot in forty eight days, which I found crazy, mm-hmm. uh, considering the 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 sets or the the different um, locations they had to go to um and you know into, into the mountains and then back in the city and all that sort of stuff i, I thought it was and they actually shot some of the last scenes first because cam uh-huh. gitchen uh uh well, actually i don't know if it's gitchen or Gijanet or something like that um he actually had another movie that he was going to uh he was one of the bad vampires but they, they shot a couple of the, the scenes that he was in that are towards the end of the movie they shot them first um, just so uh, he could get off and, and do the other stuff that he had to. But 48 days for a movie like that, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, that's that's not, that's a month and a little bit. That's um, that's on the short end of uh, of movies right there. Yeah, definitely. Usually, yeah, it just takes uh, uh, two to three months for one of those. But yeah, no, that's awesome. And I love how yeah. you, get, you get into the soundtracks, which um, <clears throat> you're going to like with my list. Fantastic. I, I'm... Yeah. I'm very anxious. I'm anticipating what you've come what you've come up with. So, well, I can't um, I can't top that list because you had an amazing theme and you you really got involved in it and 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 I really appreciate that. My list is going to be uh, right now a little bit all over the place. <laughs> Excuse me, but it has a little bit of a, a pattern to it. But cool. let's do number five. Number five for me oh. here, let's stop, uh, uh, bottom to top, is, is a is a movie about food, which is no surprise because. I like to eat a lot. So it's a John Favreau movie, Chef. Chef? Yeah. I, I can't say I know that one. So it, uh, let me it's about, here. Yeah, it's about uh, John Favreau uh, being a chef at a restaurant who quits his restaurant job and buys a food truck to become okay. creative again. And um, all he's trying to do this all while being separated from his wife trying to piece his family back together. Basically, that's the uh, IMDb summary on that one. Um, okay. But it, the cast, you wouldn't think a movie like this would have a tremendous cast, but it does. John Leguizamo probably has his best performance outside of the, um, that terrible Living Dead movie he had. <laughs> yes. but, uh, but but no, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool uh, story that seems simple, but it's, it's a very, very fun um, kind of on-the-road um, uh, you know, growing story. My God, what a cast! Amy Sedaris, mm-hmm. Sophia Vergara. Oh yeah, more, more, most, of, yeah, most, of, most of those names are just there for like a few minutes on screen. So don't let that sell you. But um, cameos, <laughs> yeah, all cameos. So, yeah. Uh, the top three, four characters are there the entire movie. So okay, hey, well, I like John Leguizamo. I think he's a, yes. he's, a he's actually a good actor. So um, you know, I'll, and John Favreau, I think he's funny. So. Um, although he, uh, he he looks pretty angry sometimes too. I like him in Iron Man. <laughs> yes, and then you see kind of the cross reference from those movies to uh, since he directed those two um, to uh, some of the people appearing in in this movie. It's like they're you know okay. they're all friends doing some favors, just showing up for cameos. Uh, but no, it's such a fun, uh, lighthearted movie um, that uh, every time it's it's on my list because every time it's on. Or every time I want just something to watch to just have a good time, this movie comes on and automatically uh, is just a fun watch. So Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie. Is uh, is it, does he play a big part? No, uh, all of these characters are are all just cameos. Ah, okay. A few minutes okay. on screen, yeah. Um, okay. John Leguizamo, John Favreau, and uh, uh, the young character MJ Anthony they appear. Um, m- in the movie most of the time and Sofia Vergara plays the wife so she shows up there for uh, some time too but yeah it's mainly focused on the three characters going across country uh with the brand new food truck they bought so from Florida to um to California they're bringing up this food truck food truck they just uh rebuilt back 
to their okay. their home. Yeah, but uh, it's a oh. tremendous story. Um, just for they, they, how they drive cross country, how they actually something that you and I do a lot is how they adapt social media to uh, gain audience interest. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of have the little kid introduce that to work, to the parent to John Favreau how he can utilize it to grow his business. So that's a pretty cool concept too. Oh, definitely, definitely, and the kids showing parents how to use social media—that's pretty much spot on for most of the time. Nowadays, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm going to check that one out definitely. Yeah, and I, I thought it was it was uh, short and clever, and uh, just a fun movie you wouldn't expect this type of cast to make. Personally, that's what I thought okay. too. So cool, cool, very cool. Yeah, but that's that's my number five. Number four, um, this is going to be interesting. It's called "How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days." Oh, I know this one. 2003. Yeah, this is, yeah. This Kate, is cool. Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those movies that... It's a fun movie. It, it's a, such a fun movie. Yeah, they have a cool concept within it, but there, there's so many one-liners and so many things that they, they built along. It's just, just a fun romantic watch. And every time it's on, it's watched by me. Every time. Yeah, Every single yeah, time. look, I, I know this movie, so I, I don't blame you. It's a good movie. Yeah, so, so many quotables and it's just things they randomly come up with. It's like, yes, this has been done. You know? Very, oh, for very sure, fun. definitely. Very funny. And, it, and they're good and, in it. And Matthew McConaughey in those roles that he still used to take, those romantic roles <laughs> in the early 2000s, yeah. this one was actually good. Yeah, he plays a fantastic part in this too. He's, uh, he's persistent. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so um yeah it's funny he he takes a lot of crap and he's he's very persistent and patient <laughs> right well because obviously with a movie like this we know what the outcome is going to be now uh, we, we're yeah. only going to find out about you know the bets and everything else is it's, it's the uh, progress of the entire thing how they're going to um work this how they're going to impact each other to achieve their goal at, you know at opposite yeah. ends it's, it's, it's a fun time it's very enjoyable very cool. Very yep. cool. All right. Nice. Number four. Nice. That could have been on my, on my list, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after listening to your list, I'm, I'm, I knew you were going to see that. I knew you were going to see Number three. I put number three on uh, because, well, I, it would be assumed that I would probably watch this movie a billion times, and it's something always, that would always be in my repertoire of movies. Uh, but it's not a very well, uh, not very known movie. It's called Role Models from 2008. Oh, um, no, no, no. I know this one. Uh, it's got... Um, Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah, it's got the, uh, uh, the guy out of... Uh, what's his name? The guy out of uh, American Pie. Stifler's mo- Stifler. Yeah, what's Sean William Scott. Yes. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, yeah, that's good. No, that's I good. love... I love role models. Role models, are a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's it's it, the, the cast in this, this whole movie is just incredible. But it, it didn't receive as big um, as as praise or fan base as I would yeah. think. But it's it's one. Of, it's probably my favorite um, comedy movie that nobody of, of my friends knows. Mm-hmm. And it's just someone who's miserable when i go in public i could be the paul rudd character sometimes <laughs> just nice. miserable and when i used to drink energy drinks yes. that that's how that's that was how i was just a miserable attitude sarcastic type of person way back then but uh this movie had to go on there uh because one nobody most that i know knows about it two not a very popular movie but i think a very very fun watch and um, I don't think anybody would expect me to have this as my top five in there. So, so, so you, you talk about uh, energy drinks. Didn't Sean William Scott wasn't he an ambassador for some sort of a you know uh, an energy drink, monster type energy drink uh, in, in the in, in the, the movie? movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that, right. and they that. drove a giant truck with a bull on it. That's it. Yeah, yes. that's <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, the soundtrack for it was cool. like mostly Kiss. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It, the, the entire movie it was all about um, Sean William Scott and his character oh. uh, trying to show uh, uh, 
Ronnie character, the little boy, yeah. telling him what Kiss is all about. And this movie is is rated R. This is not a movie for kids. No, it's not. totally, totally not. Uh, but no, no, no. it was just, <laughs> it was just hilarious. It was just telling this kid what what Kiss is and how it goes. And the entire soundtrack for the movie was pretty much all Kiss. So that that was don't, fun. Don't they end up actually in Kiss costumes at the LARPing event at the end? That's of it? right. That's right. Yes, oh, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and great. again, so many quotables, <laughs> and it's just a such a fun movie. And yeah, it's so. And I feel very alone when every time I watch it because nobody knows about it. No, it's a great movie. And look, some of the quotes you probably can't actually uh, reproduce in front of a mixed company. No, but, uh, no but not at all. You're right. <laughs> some very quotable quotes in there. <laughs> exactly. So, but that, that's, that's that. Now, strong, number, strong number, it's number uh, two. Yeah. Uh, just line it up here. Number two is the most random movie in the history of movies on any of my playlists ever. But it's number two because I own the Blu-ray. Okay. And if anyone that knows me would be like, what is this movie and why would you ever watch this? It's called Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I know the movie, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, Michael Sarah and, and Kat Denning, Dennings. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is way back in 2008. Uh, it's about um, Michael Sarah's character, uh, you know, uh, br- uh, his girlfriend breaking up with him and, and cheating on him. But okay. he meets the Snora character, but he plays bass in the band. So automatically, this movie is all centered around mixed, mixed CDs about music and about these uh, two following okay. a band around town that will, will have a gig at some point in the middle of the night that you don't know where or when okay. and so you just got to follow these um clues on the radio and they just meet crazy characters that are uh, that are just fun and uh good character building and again very quotable it's just a such a fun uh date night movie yeah but it's, a, it's a comedy it's a, it's a um it's very romantic and it's a, there's a lot of music in it really really it because good. of that because of that fact, though, I would I could see you liking this movie, mm-hmm. and because it has so much music in it, or it sounds like it's got a lot of music in it. Obviously, even you know, Nick and Norris Infinite playlist, mm-hmm. uh, you'd expect a lot of music in it. So I, I could I, I could see that you'd like this movie, and I could understand why it would be on a list. But um, I don't think it too many people would be uh, surprised that you like this one. Would you? Would there be? Well, uh, like. 80% of, the, uh, of my friends um, don't know I have a podcast that promotes independent artists. And this, oh, this, really? <laughs> this whole movie is about, uh, uh, you know, local bands and independent ah, music. So, okay. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's weird. It's all weird. It, okay. It's very Sorry. strange. Now, now, funny enough with this movie, like um, how a lot of people don't know it. It's like in, in real life, when you tell people you have a podcast, what, you don't look at my Facebook page that I spam a billion times? <laughs> no, it, it's something yeah. like that. Well, it's, it's funny like that with, I actually, I, when I share stuff, I don't share to, I only share to my social pages that are connected to my podcast. I don't really, I, I feel a bit weird about sending it out to my personal <laughs> accounts. So I, I think I'm still a bit uh, reticent to do that at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's, I guess I'm stifling my own growth. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those one or two people that you know that you might be able to reach because half the people don't don't understand or know yeah. what what's it's a, all about. So what's a podcast? <laughs> exactly. Well, you you be a list of people talking. Yes, it's like news but better. Um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So number one. Um, number one. Number yes. number one isn't going to be as dramatic, but it's a guilty <sighs> it's a guilty pleasure. And it, it, it's it screams why, but it's called Pitch Perfect, the first one. Oh, of course, yeah. No, yeah. it's a cappella groups. Uh, that's yeah, right. I love it. Yep. Pitch Perfect's fantastic. Yep. Now, yeah. what, what drew me in Anna is Kendrick. Yeah, that's life. right. <laughs> Anna Kendrick is <laughs> is amazing in this movie, but yeah, yeah. the acapella, the the soundtrack. Yeah, it's great. Now, what we do learn, I don't know who you, if you know who Esther Dean is. 
the the yeah. writer for Rihanna and all these amazing artists, she's okay. in this movie too, which I I, oh. I didn't I didn't know until I looked at the cast like a couple years ago. I'm like, huh, Esther Dean. She wrote whole, every single hit song in the past seven years, and she's in this yeah. movie. So that was yeah. cool, and um, it's it's just a creative song. It's basically if I ever went to college in the U.S. and I uh, had you know. I was into music as much then as I was as I am now. This would be me mm-hmm. as a character. So I think that's how sure. I could like to relate to this thing. But uh, um, I think it was so creative. I think it came out of the perfect time where they were pushing a, a cappella and all the other uh, shows and all these a cappella shows on TV uh, blew up from this. That um, yeah. I think the music and, and the acting and the, the comedy in it kind of drew me in for this show and, and for this movie in uh, 2012. Well, see, I reckon that's actually a, a really good uh, guilty pleasure movie because yeah, like, even though it's got a lot of music and things like that, it's probably not something that everyone, like I like that movie too. Mm-hmm. And I, I could easily put that if I was doing a top 10 list, you know, instead of top five, I could, that'd probably, you know, be one of the ones that probably ends up on there because it's not sort of the one that, you know, you'd expect most guys to probably appreciate as, as much as well. Although to be, honest, to be honest, it's a really funny movie too. It is. Apart from good music, it's actually really funny. So, you know, it has that appeal across genders, and uh, it's uh, it is a really cool movie. And I, it's a that's a really good number one. No, no, I appreciate that because um, it's just one of those things that. And I'm surprised it's a PG thirteen movie. There are some really cool, uh, good quotables in in this thing um, that are super <laughs> funny. So uh, it's again, I own. Uh, the DVD, it, it's on Netflix. It's already been watched multiple times on Netflix. Um, yeah. So it, it's just, yeah, it had to be number one just because of what it Very is. Cool. So Very cool. Yeah. Uh, nah, nice, nice. There you That's go. Now, one. one notable that I left out of my top five, it was yes. um, uh, The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yes. That yes. was, yeah. that was, I don't, I don't know why I left that out of my top five. Uh, I was, um, I don't know what I was thinking, but that's just a notable why, why I don't that's, uh, that should have been probably in my top five at some point because between my, my oldest loving the soundtrack that it always gets replayed on Spotify in my car. Um, yeah. The movie, uh, how it was put together was fantastic. And it's just <clears throat> when it's on, it's on. It doesn't get turned off. I haven't seen that movie yet. You'll, you're yeah, you're going to love it. it yet. The soundtrack, yeah, to... it's all, it's original. Yeah. And it, it, it's very catchy, very uh, cool story. Um, and th- my kids love it and they got okay. me to love it. And then it just, now I listen to the soundtrack when, when they're always around and playing it. So it, it's, oh, a, it's a very, 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 um, you know, guilty pleasure again yeah. that you wouldn't expect me to like, but yeah, it, yeah. it gets played and it gets listened to for sure. Hugh Jackman is such a, a, a fantastic, you know, all round song and dance man, actor, you name it. Um, and yet he's Wolverine, right? Wolverine, Wolverine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? You know, right. um, and, and him and Ryan Reynolds have a fantastic relationship and, uh, you know, Deadpool, Wolverine, can't get two cooler characters than that. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, All right, so there you go. Hope you guys liked our top five lists. Um, something interesting, movie wise, that you probably wouldn't expect. But I have to um, bust Darren's chops before I, I, I let him go uh, for sure from, from the Very show good. today because you're in Australia, but you like hockey. Yes, it's <laughs> an odd one. Yeah, no, no. I have to ask, how did that come about, and why the Vancouver Canucks? All right, so long story, but I'll keep it as short as I can. So, uh, so always been a, into sport, played a lot of sport as a kid and things like that. And I saw ice hockey on TV one day. And as soon as I saw it, you know, speed, a sport where you're allowed to fight, and that's part of the game. And you can hit people as hard as you want. But the skill as well, the skill, you know, and I've probably come to appreciate the skill more as I've gotten older and watched more of the game. I never got to play ice hockey here. You know, ice in Australia doesn't really last very long. So our, our uh, ice hockey um, venues were a long way away. And I, I did ask to play, but I, I grew up with my grandparents. So uh, a couple of pensioners sort of thing, older you know, mm-hmm. people. And 
Uh, I had a fantastic upbringing. Don't get me wrong. I, I love my life. It's just that, you know, there were certain things were, were out of uh, range for me in terms of uh, being able to do and ice hockey was one of them. So I did get to play blade hockey as I got older. Um, and uh, so I played some rollerblade hockey for a few years and that was fun. And, uh, but I really couldn't call myself a fan of it until the the advent of good internet so i i have i met my wife you know we've been married 24 years and i've been together with her for 33 years and when i met her it was it was so funny um i told her i liked ice hockey and uh you know came up one day and she said oh i've got i've got cousins in canada in vancouver and i went well okay um i had just seen pavel bure number 10, yes. the Russian rocket. That's right. And I wasn't really a fan of any one team. Yeah, I used to like the Blackhawks, Jeremy Roenick, all those guys and things like that. But uh, I wasn't a fan. I was just, I liked, you know, watching hockey in general. But as soon as I saw Pavel Bure, I went, yeah. And this, the skate jersey, I love the skate jersey. I went, yeah, that's the team I want to go for. And then I went, I met my wife and I, uh, uh, I said, well, look, I actually like the Vancouver Canucks. And she said, well, you'll get along well with my cousins in Vancouver. <laughs> and funnily enough, they started sending me out videotapes of games because I couldn't see them here in Australia. All I could do was read about them in the back page of, you know, one of our newspapers where it had results. Mm-hmm. And it was like a very small little piece of, you know, uh, entry in, in the paper. And mm-hmm. I really couldn't see anything. So they would send me video uh, videotapes of games, which was fantastic. And I'd, I'd play them over and over and over again. And it wasn't until the internet in the early 2000s where it got better. And I, then we got Foxtel here as well. So I could start to follow the, the games. So I could actually watch the games. And then I, as I said, I, I started to listen to a podcast from Vancouver. So I kept up with the Canucks by listening to that show as well. Uh, pretty much in the last five years, maybe, no, it's been since 20, 2010, 2011. God, yeah, it'd be 2010, 2011, when Foxtel started to show more games on the TV. And then I started to actually stream the games. I bought, you know, NHL pass, um, game pass. So I started to watch all the games and now I I, uh, watch the games. I I don't miss a game. Uh, I don't watch it through NHL game pass. I won't say how I watch it, (laughs) but uh, dodgy Russian streams. Oh yeah. uh, (laughs) Don't spoil it. (laughs) So, uh, so I watch every game. So I, I pretty much turn off social media the day of a game come home at night, close the door, and everyone knows dad's watching hockey. Don't annoy him. Don't, don't interrupt him. And, uh, I've, yeah, I've kept up with the the, uh, the, the team pretty much uh, every year since about uh, probably about 20, 2008 is probably when I, I could say I really became a, a, a solid fan and really started to watch a lot of games. And so, yeah, so that's, so that's it. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the story of liking hockey. And I, I actually have more Canucks jerseys than I do sporting jerseys from Australian football teams or anything else. So, oh, wow. <laughs> which is uh, weird, but yeah. That's, um, that's awesome. Now, now, it's cool how you can see the world shrinking with uh, like the more technology we get. Like even with something like liking a sports team. I love that because you can just now tune in and know exactly what's going on all the way around the world with your favorite team oh, in yeah. a totally different continent. I like that. Oh, that's, look, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. And, you know, I'm Dolphins uh, NFL um, fan as well. I'm a Dolphins fan sort of thing. So I was able to start to really probably beat. Although we show, we had we had NFL games on TV here in Australia way before uh, good internet came to Australia. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But they were just the odd game you'd have uh, at late at night. But I used to stay up and watch them, so that was good. But but hockey's my number one uh, sport that I love to watch, uh, for sure. It always has been. So yeah, the, the 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 Dolphins. I'm a big football fan, and the Dolphins. That'll be a totally different show if we start talking about the NFL. Because um, yeah, yeah that, the that's, Dolphins at the moment. Uh, hey, they're, they're rebuilding. They have they have the draft pick that I wanted for my team on there right now. So they're they're, okay. they're, they're quarterbacks. But that just makes me mad and. <laughs> my team is finally doing the right things, but it's two years too late. But okay. you know okay. what? I love it. 
I love it. I love the whole Vancouver Canucks thing, just how everything's connected and someone from Australia appreciating hockey more than I do because I'm not a huge hockey fan, but it's intriguing to see how sports affects everybody worldwide at some point. And especially now that um, most of us were locked down for the past year uh, and, mm. and we, all we had was the internet. So that, that, that's really cool. Now your show, my guest list pod again, it's bookmarked everywhere for me. Cause I want to keep track of what's happening. I want to know the latest reviews. You, I want to know uh, everything that's coming out. Well, now it's the next cool show that I need to uh, check out and uh, update my playlist on now, where can everyone find it? And uh, what are your socials for that, for the show? Okay, so uh, the website's myguestlistpod.podbean.com. So that's pretty much my uh, podcast host, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the socials, at myguestlistpod, pretty much everywhere you look. And if you go to any of those, uh, especially my Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, if you go to my link tree, that'll have all the uh, podcast uh, catches and things like that. You can find my podcast on all the links to, you know, Apple, CastBox, Podchaser, uh, all my links are on my link tree. So, yeah, if you just go to any of the socials, my, my link in bio is there. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, there are. I'm pretty much just on most of the the, the, uh, the major social platforms. Love it. And, of course, anywhere you find the Sunday Night Army, I will have, with this episode, tagged my guest list pods. You guys can find Darren, listen, uh, go check out all the recommendations for all the cool podcasts, obviously. Subscribe to my guest list pod on your favorite podcast catcher. Uh, hit up his link tree and his link in bio and and there you go it's as easy as that guys go follow the show and keep up to date with the latest podcasts so darren i really appreciate you coming on the show and talking to me today mate it was uh, a lot of fun i was uh, i'm happy to re- repay the favor uh, the favor you were you actually you know one of my first ever uh, episodes and you know when a new you know new podcast like myself trying to get interviews and you know it's very uh, it's hard to reach out to people and you don't know what the response is going to be like. And you were fantastic and you, you really helped me and gave me some great advice as well. So uh, thank you very much for letting me be able to repay the favor. And I had a lot of fun. Uh, I probably spoke too much, and, but I, no, I do tend to gush <laughs> with stuff that I'm interested in. Um, so uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, mate. It was uh, a lot of fun. <laughs>